Today's episode is brought to you by the Southern Living Plant Collection. To view our plant collection, find a retailer near you, or buy online, visit southernlivingplants.com. People of America, it is your lucky day. It is I, Steve Bender, the Grumpy Gardener. Welcome to Ask Grumpy, a podcast from Southern Living. One of my foremost goals as Grumpy Gardener is to have all of my fans be able to grow gardens that are just as beautiful as mine. A daunting task, I know. I'm here with my co-host, Nella. Hello, Nella. Hey, Steve. How are you doing this fine Wednesday? I am doing fantastic, and I would like to know whether you have received any thought-provoking questions for the Grumpy Gardener. Look, you know your fans are always sending in great questions. So here is the question. We tried growing heirloom tomatoes for the first time this summer, but it seems to be one of the hottest and driest seasons ever. I dump a bucket of water on the plants every couple of days to try and keep the maters happy. But instead of ripening slowly, they go from halfway ready one day to rotten the next. Are heirlooms tricky to grow, or was my watering the problem? Well, first of all, that'd be nice. Okay. Well, what is wrong with rotten tomatoes anyway? You can <laughs> throw them at people. This is uh, a common question. First of all, when it comes to the question of heirloom tomatoes, everybody loves heirloom tomatoes because they remember them from childhood, or they've been passed along, or they have this absolutely delicious flavor. Cherokee purple is one you might have heard of. The one thing about these versus the hybrid All-America tomatoes is that the hybrids are bred to do well all across the country, no matter where you live. A lot of these heirlooms were developed in specific regions of the country, and they do better in those regions than they would all over the country. So just know if you plant heirlooms, you're probably not going to get the yield that you would from one of the hybrid ones, and they may take a little bit more care. But don't shy away from them because of that. Just go ahead. Have a good time. Now, as far as your problem with them going almost ripe one day and rotten the next, that is probably due to your watering regimen. You say you dump a bucket of water on them every couple of days. See, when you do that, the soil is going from absolutely parched to absolutely soaked in like a minute. And when that happens, that causes a problem for the roots of the plant. And it doesn't take up water in the right way. And so what happens to the uh, tomato, the fruit, on the end of the tomato opposite the stem, you'll start to see a soft spot. And then it'll start turning black and it gets real ugly. And you pick it up and throw it in the trash as you should. This is called blossom end rot. The easiest way to prevent this is don't go from one extreme of moisture for the plant to the other. Try and keep it level. So if you will mulch around your plants, put down a couple of inches of straw or just bark mulch or whatever, that helps retain moisture in the soil and keep the level even. And if you do that, I think this problem will just go away by itself. Okay, Steve, I have a question. How do you know what region your heirloom tomatoes are, you know, grown for, created for, whatever? Well, 
what you can do is you can either go online and just just Google it. Mm-hmm. If you get seeds from seed companies online or you buy packs of seeds at the garden center, they'll generally tell you where's a good variety for your area. You can also go to your state agricultural extension site and say, good tomatoes for what? Georgia, South Georgia, Tennessee, wherever. And they'll have lists of tomatoes that do really well for my area. Or you could go just say, good heirloom tomatoes for, and then insert your zip code. Yeah. And it will give you good tomatoes for your area. Okay. Well. That's pretty easy. That is very easy. Thank you, Steve. You're welcome. Y'all have a great day. Yes, I will try. Is it time for... Yes! Grumpy's Gripe of the Week! You just love that, don't you, Steve? Yes, I do, because (laughs) it just gets out so much resentment. All right. Our Gripe of the Week is the Japanese persimmon. What do you have against the Japanese persimmon? I have nothing against Japanese persimmon. I love the tree. I have one in my front yard. Mm -hmm. If any of you grew up with having persimmon trees in your yard or in the woods and everything, you know, they're the ones that would drop these little orange fruits in the fall. And if you made the mistake of picking it up before you'd had a frost that year and you bit into it, it was really kind of sour and puckery. And you'd never forget that experience. Well, they have species from Japan. The great thing about this is that the fruit is never puckery. It's always sweet, and it grows to be about the size of a tomato and Mm. the same color as a tomato. So when I put one in my yard, all my neighbors come around, and they're all asking, what the heck is that tree? Is that a tomato tree? Is that an orange tree? Because they've never seen one before. And then I explain to them, no, that this is a... Japanese persimmon. It's a variety called Fuyu. And the fruit is always sweet. And, you know, if they get interested, I'll pick one off and give it to them. But the thing is, some people don't wait (laughs) to ask me, you know. And my wife, she just loves these persimmons. We use them all different ways. We eat them fresh. We make persimmon pies. We'll cook with them. We do pork loin and persimmon roll up, and it's just delicious. But those are for her, see? Mm. So Mm. just remember, if you happen to be in my neighborhood, it's not a (laughs) you-pick service. It's an I-pick service, okay? (laughs) So the gripe has nothing to do with the Japanese persimmon. Oh, absolutely not. It's with your neighbors coming and picking. Japanese persimmon, Mm -hmm. if I could suggest one fruit tree for somebody's yard— That would be it, because not only does it produce like crazy, it doesn't need any spring, and it grows in just about any soil, and in the fall, the leaves turn bright red. So it's not only for the fruit, but it's for the ornamental quality. So I love Japanese persimmons. Well, great. Thank you, Grumpy. You're welcome. Thanks for tuning in to Ask Grumpy. 
This podcast airs every Wednesday and Saturday. If you have a question, you know where to find me. No question goes unanswered on the Grumpy Gardener Facebook page. Be sure to follow us wherever you get your podcast so you don't miss an episode. And we'd love to have your feedback. If you could rate this podcast and leave a review, that would make Grumpy very, very happy. You can find us online at southernliving.com forward slash ask grumpy.